guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Okay, hello Oxford Holy Club, I hope. This is your host, Brad Siliker, and joining me tonight we've got uh, another host, Lucas Candy, and our third host, this with the mostest, Andrew Beckwith. Hey, Andrew. Hello. Uh, sorry for the technical issues. I hear from Lucas that uh, whatever he had posted about it was funnier than my initial pretty straightforward post about our issues. Uh, long story short, uh, there was some audio issues where we weren't actually hearing our audio monitored back to us, like you know, intro music, stuff like that. And then all of a sudden... So the sources for the input and the output were all changing on the Zoom call and we couldn't hear each other and uh, a lot of different things. Oh, look, it's happening now, too. Yeah, it just did it. It just did it. it and it, your default microphone has changed. No, it hasn't. Can you guys hear me? Oh, no. There, it did again. It did it again. <laughs> oh, boise. Uh, I feel like one of us is going to say something really bad this episode, and this is like some God trying to tell us not to do this episode or something. Uh, let's see. I, I, what was I going to say? Uh, <laughs> oh, my word. Um, we're going to just, let's see here. Hold on. I know what's wrong. There. Oh, he had that. There. Light. <laughs> Let there be light, and it all was good. I'm, we're gonna we're gonna see what we can do right now. I think things are working. Uh, can anyone of you gentlemen please go on the stream and let me know if uh, if it's we going? I know it. Sure. I know the video is working. Uh, there's some audio. The issues. sounds good. Okay, the sound is good. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, this is an awkward beginning, and we're already running late, so we're gonna just get uh, moving right along, and we're gonna toss to Lucas and a. Well, uh, New Brunswick had an election last night, and I know there's nothing less controversial than talking about politics. So, well, that's the uh, end of the no, episode. We're not going to talk about politics, but often, I don't know about you guys, but I often think like, man, if I was the premier, prime minister, or whatever, like I could run things so much better than fill in the blank here. But then, and I think a lot of people do, I assume. Do you guys ever have those thoughts? Like if I, if I was running things, here's what I would do? No, I humble no? myself no. before. So I humble myself before authority. Okay, great. Anyhow, uh, so my question was, and I was like, I said, like, I would make a good politician, except for the fact that, like, I think I would be, like, too say it like it is, and I would probably get, like, I wouldn't last long. So my question <laughs> is, if you were going to run for an office, like, say, for, uh, like, a premier or a mayor or whatever, do you think you would be better at actually doing, an, like, running an election, like, actually like campaigning and going door to door and talking to people, which is like has its own set of challenges. Or do you think you guys would be better at actually being the boss? Would you be better at running or ruling um, as a leader? Wow. This is an easy one. It's so easy. Okay. <laughs> tell me why. <laughs> I would be better at ruling, but only because I would be so bad at campaigning. <laughs> Unpack that for us. I just could not do that. Like go up door to door to people and like, like pump them up and like get them on my team. Like, uh, hold on. What's your job again? <laughs> it's different. <laughs> Recruiting it's volunteers. Different. And <laughs> no, but this is, 
I just mean like I couldn't I just couldn't campaign. I'd be terrible at it. And I couldn't do like a debate with people like I would just be really awful at that. Mm-hmm. I just Yeah. And I'm I'm saying that I would be better at ruling, but I wouldn't be probably great at being But if you can't either. if you can't if you can't <laughs> rally the troops, who are you going to rule? No, but that's what I'm saying. I would be better at that one because I would be because the, the other option is the campaigning, and I'd be really, really bad at that. So if I had to pick one, I'd probably be better at the ruling. I don't. But I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be great at it either. This feels it's just like what I'd be better at. This feels. I like, understand what you're saying. I get. Yeah. I know what you're saying, but if I'm just the the pragmatist in me is saying, oh, if you can't run, you're not going to rule, and so you had better get good at running if you plan on ruling. Now I Although get. I think. I think it is very different. Like one is like, how good are you at like getting out there and schmoozing the crowds and stuff? And the other one is how good are you at like setting a direction and setting policy? I think they're connected, but I think they are slightly different muscles. Yes, they are. I would very much agree that the skills and chops that you use to win over the crowd are not the same that you're going to have when you're behind the desk and going through the day to day. So what do I think I'd be better at running for it or ruling it all really depends on your leadership style eh? are you a team builder because if you're a team builder then part of the running is part of the ruling isn't it eh? that's true so it is. so i'm gonna say i'm gonna be better at ruling but only because i am gonna be a team builder and as i'm gonna assume the role of the leader going into the running and i'm gonna build the team through the running so that i have a team mm-hmm. for the ruling um, so well, oh, oh, pa- hold on, Pastor Dave. Hey, Pastor Dave, it's a good thing all this technical stuff happened now. I guess I, I guess tomorrow's <laughs> planned for me. Yay! Anyway, um, <laughs> Pastor Dave asks, what are the similarities of a pastor and a politician? Hold on, I've heard this one. I, uh, I think there's probably more than you would joke. think. <laughs> uh, actually, I think a, a politician is a pastor. Who may or may not have a moral compass. Wait, can you repeat that? I may have may have missed that. Wait, no, sorry, other way around. A politician is a pastor who may or may not have a moral compass. <laughs> okay. Whoa. Uh I Chris Austin, who who ran in the election, he was a pastor, eh? He was a pastor. And yeah. one of the people who ran for the PC leadership a few years ago was also a Mel Norton, I think, who also used to be a mayor, was the son of a pastor. And I think might have been a pastor himself. I can't remember, but you got to go out there and uh, and uh, kick out the devils and kiss the babies. I, I, <laughs> don't confuse them. Don't confuse them. Uh, so that I think for, Scott, like a Scott's answer. <laughs> running equals convince people to like you. Ruling equals you don't have to care if people like you because you rule. You know well, until actually, the people kick you out. Well, we New Brunswick just went from a uh, a minority government where you have to work together and you have to like you know play the game or whatever mm-hmm. to a majority. So. Uh, Blaine Higgs, our, our past and current uh, premier, he's like, I'm tired of this uh, working with other people shtick. And uh, he rolled the dice and uh, and he got himself a majority. So it worked out for him, but a lot of people weren't sure if it would. But I, for me, I think I would say, I think I would be, I think I would be okay at both, but like not great, but I think I would have, I think I would have fun doing it, but I have to basically just say like, if I was ever going to run, I would have to say, listen, you're going to stick to your guns and be honest and, and like try to be like a straight shooter, 
and don't and like and if that means you get like voted out, you get voted out, and just like lean. You'd be right the guy that, that gets fired for putting something on Twitter. I'm I'm pretty tight with my Twitter stuff, <laughs> and and uh, although it's funny, I remember one time I said to somebody, I said, "Man, if you gave me a million Twitter followers, I could keep them." Like, I was like, "I think I could like wow. if I if I have an audience, I think I could entertain them." But that's missing the point because I you have to get to you know you have to get up there if if you care about that, which obviously I don't because um, I. Well, I hope I don't because I do not have very many Twitter followers. Uh, at Lucas Candy, if you're looking to follow <laughs> oh, me. Oh, my soul. <laughs> your Twitter bio. Sorry. sorry. So in the end, I think I would be better. I think I would be better at running because I think over the long haul, I'm not flashy, just like that Suzuki sidekick uh, statement. But I think <laughs> I would I would get people on board um, with it. And I, there have been some politicians in the past that were like are not fancy. and But I just I have a lot of respect for them when they just like, yeah, this is how it is. Nope, people aren't going to like that, but that's okay. I think it's what's what's important. Or one time I even saw somebody who was bashing this guy's opponent. And he goes, well, you can't really blame him for that. Like that has that was beyond his control. Yeah, it's not great, but that thing was beyond his control. And I was like, I have a lot of respect for that politician. So anyway, and I'm sorry for disparaging all politicians. A lot of them work very hard and try a lot. You know, next so. next week we're going to have a conversation. <laughs> try a lot. We're going to have a conversation about uh, well uh, about what unity and uniformity are and the differences and what That's you ju- what you just said big time applies. And I wonder what it's like to be the like the sacrificial lamb candidate. Like, all right, you're going to run against the premier. Uh, we know you're going to lose, but you got to put up a good fight. <laughs> you know that sort right. of thing. Like, hey, what uh, what government got in, by the way, in New Brunswick? PC. PC. They, they were the minority, and now they're the majority. Now they're the majority. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Wow. It was like the sh- last time the election was super close, and it took for I don't think they even announced until the next day. Uh, today, yeah. by the time I got home from my meeting, it was done. <laughs> they're like, yeah, we can call it, and she's over. Uh, <laughs> so anyway. And did you exercise your constitutional right of voting, Lucas? Hundred percent. I went out there and I canceled out somebody's vote. Maybe yours. <laughs> canceled out somebody's vote. That's how I refer to it. I was like, I gotta go cancel out somebody's vote. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> but then I encourage people to go cancel out my vote. That's the whole reason for doing it, right? And you gotta punch your complaint ticket. You're not allowed to complain about politics if you don't vote. That's just a fact, right? Like, although I don't complain that much about politics, but I can because I voted. All and for the record, it was the shortest uh, elect is the shortest time it ever took me to vote. I thought it was going to be ridiculous because of COVID, but I walked in, walked out. It was great. Everybody should do it. Anyway, get me out of here, Brad. You're up next. <laughs> You're next. We've been waiting Aren't for you, you to throw to me. Don't I get a stinger or something? And now for Lucas. There's no. We've never had a catch-up stinger. So now for Lucas and. While we catch up, folks. Hey, hey, guys. Uh, what's everybody up to? Brad, what are you up to? You know, uh, I'm glad you asked, Lucas. Thank you for for that. Uh, it's been a banner week here at the Silica Home. Um, not really. What are you drinking? Diet uh, I'm Pepsi. drinking Pepsi Max. The Devil's Cola. Uh, I said that first. Yes. <laughs> Good job. Andrew's got it on our Oxford Holy Club bingo. <laughs> Uh, okay, so um, so since we since we last met, we uh, oh what have we done? Harmony had a birthday. Was that no no? She had that since we met. We went up to the camper up to West Point. Brought a bunch of friends, uh, the kids' friends that is. And uh, Jaden brought a couple of boys, and Harmony brought a friend, and and we chilled out at the beach. You know, walked up to the lighthouse, climbed the lighthouse, heard ghost stories. Um, 
found out that the the original lighthouse keeper, whose name goes by Lighthouse Willie, Lighthouse Willie, yes, yeah, you got it. Lighthouse Willie is family. Mom, can you? I nice to see you on. Mom, can you confirm or deny that? Um, Jimmy Stewart told me that that's family. Anyway, uh, so so. Uh, so we go to the lighthouse and I've got these kids and God bless Jimmy. Um, he was a great guy. He's working the table. And I just asked, you know, how much is it to take the kids up through the lighthouse? And if you've ever been to the West Point lighthouse, which I do recommend, it's a museum. Um, and, and you can climb the lighthouse all the way to the top where the light tower is and get in and up in there. So a bunch of kids wanted to go up. So I wanted to price it out. So it was $15 to go up. Now, over the course of my life... Per kid or in total? No, for a family. For a family. Okay, that's fair. I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah, thank you. So over, the, over my lifetime, I've gone up there multiple times, but I've never had to pay because either I've had family working there or just... The, I don't even know if they charged at one point. So this was the first time in my life I thought I was going to have to bite the bullet and spend $15 to go up this lighthouse. But the kids were interested. So anyway, so uh, I said, yeah, we'll do it. And, and, uh, and was talking with, with the, the, the guy at the desk, Jimmy, and he had mentioned, he was, he was talking with another guest and he mentioned uh, to this tourist and he said, do you want us to get Lighthouse Carol to come down and tell you stories about lighthouses and stuff like that? And the, the guest said, oh, yeah, sure. And he goes, great, Lighthouse Carol's just a call away. And so as he's walking back, and this is before I kind of engaged with him, I said, hey, uh, is Lighthouse Carol, Carol, and then I said the last name. He said, yeah. And I said, oh, that's my great aunt. And he goes, oh, who are you? And so we went through the whole thing, and I went to school with England his. England for that free ticket up the lighthouse. I was, work, <laughs> I was working it hard. And, uh, and, and he said, you know, who are your parents? Who's your father? Who's your mother? Who's your, who's your father? And so I said, oh, Sonia and, and Craig. And, oh, yes, yes, Bradley, where have you been? Well, I moved and married and had children and, and we're here visiting where we got a camper just down the beach and oh yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm you know, I, I wasn't really angling. I was just catching up and, and all that. And so I said, yes, bring the kids up $15. And I said, well, I've got more than four because it was like four was what it said or a family of four. And I said, I think I have more. And he goes, well, we'll just, you know, we'll just call it a 15, not a big deal. So I'm already feeling, okay, I'm feeling good, you know. Because we had like seven of us there, the van was full, and what a uh, sucker. what's that? <laughs> what a sucker! What a sucker. I, to I totally took. <laughs> Did you hide some of them and wait till he said yes, and you brought them all out? No. So, so we I, only three of the kids: Jaden, Jaden's friend, one of Jaden's friends, and Harmony's friend. Uh, oh, I guess Harmony. So I had four myself. So we go. But what I didn't expect, what I had asked for, was can we walk up the lighthouse? What I didn't think he was going to do was actually begin the tour. Okay, so I want you to know that 10-year-olds and, and under are not in, – 11-year-olds and under just are not interested in, in the, 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 the history of this. What kind of wicks they used uh, back yes, in the day? Yes, this lamp. And, and here is <laughs> here's this gentleman, and he was the first lighthouse keeper. And I, I looked over at Harmony at one point, and, and she was yawning. And I'm like, you can't do that. That, that is rude. And um, – and, and he didn't know because I, maybe I miscommunicated that we just want to, here's my money. We want we straight shot right up this thing. But so he's tell, telling us about this Oregon and he's telling us about this light fixture and he's telling us about uh, all these different things. And then he tells us about Lighthouse Willie, the first lighthouse keeper. Uh, <laughs> and mom said, God love you, dear. 
feel like she's been there. So, <laughs> so he's telling us all about it and, and about Lighthouse Willie, and he makes he says a couple of names, and I'm like, oh, that I think that's whatever. And he's like, yes, that's your family. And I'm like, Harmony, that's our family. So then he goes on to say that people believe that Lighthouse Willie still haunts the lighthouse and that they'll open doors and they'll come back and they'll be locked. Now, chances are that's probably just a, a attendant that's on their game keeping the thing locked down. But, <laughs> that's right. but, the, but the prevailing theory is, is that Lighthouse Willie must have died in some great passion and has come back to haunt the, the lighthouse. And didn't Barbara tell a story about how he worked there and he was stuck in a free, a walk-in fridge or freezer and he was banging on the door to get out and then some new waitress thought it was Lighthouse Willie haunting them? Yeah, that's right. That did happen. <laughs> So, so eventually he moves off from Lighthouse Willie onto the next lighthouse keeper who came in oh. after him. Oh, no. And from, Ooh. from there to uh, something different. And, and I just, I felt bad because the kids were trying to be very respectful and feign interest. And, and they were, they were losing, not great at that. They were losing the battle. And, and somehow I texted Manny and I said, I've made a, I've made a horrible mistake. Um, we are, we're taking in a tour right now. And Mandy's out there with all these other kids thinking we were just doing a straight shot up, straight shot down. And so I said, I'm going to, I'm going to do what I can. I mean, I'll do what I can. I'll get us out. I promise. And uh, anyway, so we were able to, he, he must've read the room and, um, and moved us on. Oh, the, the, huh. the next, we're done. Man, mom, the next guy was family too. Great uncle Benny. Oh my goodness. So the whole thing is over, okay? The kids have gone up. They've gone down. They had a great time. They go to leave. They, they leave, and I go to walk out the door, and I open the door, and wa- I walk past the front counter. I hadn't paid him yet. I just was following the kids, walk out the front door, and then flip around my heel and go, oh, I didn't pay you. The door shuts, and he goes, oh, don't worry about it. It's on Willie. And I go to <laughs> leave, and the door won't open. <laughs> That's funny. And so I'm like, it's Willie. <laughs> and then the door opens and I get out of there and we continue on. I had other things to share, but that's that's all that matters right now. <laughs> all right, uh, Andrew, tell us about your uh, adventures. All right. Well, I'm on week four vacation. Loving it. You know, In a row. Just, Did you get fired? Oh, yeah. Is that just your polite way of not, not dealing with it? I'm in denial. It's called vacation. Next week when vacation ends, I'm just going to the park every day. But um, <laughs> no, it's been good. I've got that uh, new job where I just go to the post office and gather up checks that are from the government to me. They say EI or something like that. I don't know. Um. Big, big news. After a year and a half of living in this house, we have officially unpacked. Oh, yeah, well done. That's right. That's right. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So we've actually accomplished so much house-related things in the last four weeks. It's been great. Yeah. Status of the bathroom? The bathroom's done, really. I mean, I could do Ooh, that that's not video. but though. You said 98% last time. Well, I mean, there's like, you could put some curtains up, I guess, but I don't know if we're gonna. You'll get there. But privacy, am I right? Done. <laughs> Whatever. Um, yeah, so there's that. Uh, kids are starting daycare on Monday, which is pretty. Oliver was in daycare before, but Tiffany's been on maternity leave. So we're kind of nervous for that because Lincoln's never been to daycare. Oliver's super pumped. I don't know how pumped he's actually going to be. When he gets to daycare, <laughs> but we went and like checked it out last night, like, and 
Oliver was loving it. And they're actually going tomorrow for like a little two hour like run through or whatever. Yep. So mm-hmm. hopefully Oliver's cool. And I don't know how Lincoln's going to handle it, but it's really weird. Daycare is really weird right now because you can't even go in the building or anything. So we're literally going to go to the door and be like, Bye. here you go. Yeah. See you, Lincoln. <laughs> we and had to have it. bouncers at our school. So the parent basically, so the parents couldn't like do a do like a spin move and try to get around us to go into the school with their kids. Yeah. Uh, which most of them don't, but every now and then you will get the parent that really wants to go in there with the kid. So yeah. So we're kind of nervous for that stuff, but um mm-hmm. hopefully it goes well and we'll get that out of the way because we can count down to it. But anyways, nothing mm-hmm. super exciting, but uh we'll move on. I remember I used to have to like <laughs> get the sitter or whoever to grab my kid that was hanging and crying off of me for yeah, a while, for fun. a while, not because anything was wrong with the place they were going, but they just were not ready to, to give up. And so yeah, the, well, I did that. Oh, go I ahead. did that with Oliver. You do. He was there. You're holding him. What? <laughs> they have to pull him off. Oh, they have to pull, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my baby. He's like, let you know, go. Andrew, we got we got some <laughs> encouragement for you here coming from Kelsey. And she says the first couple of days are normally rough, but they'll adapt. Yeah. Uh, well, Oliver, you know what? Or Oliver they won't and you'll be fine. So Oliver adapted when the first time he went. And then it was Christmas break. And then he was sick for like two weeks straight. And oh. we started from scratch again. It's like a reset him. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, it was brutal. But anyways, yeah, That's it'll be fun. fine. Uh, my kids are more than happy to leave me at any point for almost any reason. So they're like, <laughs> they're like, see you later, pops. Are you still I'm here? Pretty like, bad dad. Here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so they're just like, it's so funny because, um, Ruthie on like, she could have started, um, like we, we were planning to put Ruthie into preschool, like the same days that all the other kids, but somehow she found out and Melissa must've mentioned it that like she could go like two days early. Um, and she's like, I want to go to there. Like, I want to be there right now. Uh, and then, so she made us like take her the, like the day earlier or whatever. And she was just so pumped and yeah, she's, she's loving life. And, uh, so it's fun. Cause my office looks out to the, like the center playground area where they scamper around and get into trouble. And so that's really fun to do that. But, uh, my only kind of adventure, I would say it's, and it's not much of an adventure is we did a big purge a couple of weeks ago and we just gave most stuff away, but we did sell a few things like, you know, bigger, bigger ticket items, I guess, especially if they took up space, like get, look, we'll put a few bucks on them. Anyway, by the end of it, we had raised any washing machines. <laughs> no, we're going to move mu- nothing. Breaks. Any, any mutter moose uh, stories? No more, no mutter moose stories, but we did. So I sold, we sold some stuff and then we have, you know, we have like 400 bucks or whatever. Um, so we decided like that, let's, let's, every time we do a little purge and we sell something, like let's put it towards something that's more fun. Cause if we, if we just put it into the bank account, then it just kind of like, you know, disappears. Yep. Uh, so I said, let's keep it in cash. And then, so we're going to, we're going to use it to, uh, it's, we started a couch fund. So then we, we went around and looked at a couple of different couch places, but I ran into a problem quickly, um, with Melissa's attitude towards it. And the attitude is the fact that she hates the couch that we're going to replace so much 
she just wants to buy a couch. And like, and I, and, and I want, I'm like, I'm like, does it have a good butt feel? What's the back support? Like, I'm like, can I see myself playing video games or lounging or whatever? Like I'm, I'm trying to picture all the scenarios for this couch. And she's like, she sits on it. She's like, yeah, I want it. We should buy it right now. <laughs> and I was like, do you love this couch or do you hate our old couch? She's like, I hate our old couch. I'm like, well, like, no, no, we get to like, we have to, you know, we have to look for the love of the new couch. Too. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. And so what's cool. Cause okay. Just to give you a little bit of background on our couch, I bought uh, a, a leather uh, sectional um, off Kijiji for $50. Um, and you can imagine the shape a $50 sectionals in. Um, Cause we had gotten rid of our couch and I was like, I always really wanted a sectional. Well, why would, have one in the apartment? It was why great. wouldn't you? Yeah. That, that, that came from my home, that sectional that, <laughs> That's, That's what right. got you started on sectionals. It was what got me started on sectionals. Anyway, and someone was posting it. It's like, listen, I'm selling the sectional. It's pretty big and it's pretty comfortable. But like, you know how that bonded leather will start peeling? This whole yeah. thing was like full shed. Uh, so, <laughs> and I, I just I just wanted it. I was like, I do want it for our basement. So we bought it. And uh, I just like, it's like, it's great. And like, I, like, I put out like a big blanket on it. And we, it's basically covered in blankets. So it's... it's Uh-oh, folks. I find it quite comfortable. Um, but, and it's great. And we're always in the basement. No one ever sees it. And, uh, but Melissa just like hates it, hates it because it's so ugly, even though she, she will sit on it and she finds it quite comfortable, but just the, just knowing that we have this gross couch, this old couch, but it's also nice because I'm like, listen, our kids are small. They're going to wreck whatever we have. So let's buy something that's already mostly wrecked. Um, so, and I think my logic was sound, but I think we're ready for the new couch, but I have to just try to find a way to get her. And I'm, I'm not, wasn't ready to commit yet to a to a new couch. Uh, that there's room in my heart. So anyway, but I'll keep you apprised of the couch situation. I really want to keep saving up till we can get another sectional, but Melissa would basically buy just like a two by four and two cinder blocks if it would get rid of the couch that we The worst have. part of couch shopping is nobody has couches in stock anymore. It's like, all right, you'll get that in two to three months. <laughs> <laughs> Once they uh, create the fabric and uh, yeah. build this frame and all that stuff. It's still in uh, beta testing, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, we took our kids shop uh, shopping for couches, which was awful. Because, oh, that's, uh, no, that's the just, worst. Don't. Yeah, it was dumb. It was it was very it was very foolish of us. It's like we're brand new. You think we were fresh, but we're not. Like we should know better than this. Anyway, you, so you, that you was focus, our, our couch shopping experience, and it was by the end of it, Melissa's like. I'm done with this couch. I hate it so much, but uh, we will buy a couch. We will persevere and our marriage can survive this, uh, this storm. You know, we will, we will weather it. Any, any tie, any, any tie breaking scenarios that you could bring to us perhaps? <laughs> I'll have to uh, rack my brain for some tie breakers. But uh, anyway, I think we're ready to move on to. My mother says you should go to Burt's furniture. Burt's furniture. I, I don't know who Burt. Well, here's the other thing. Oh, all my see, shopping. I knew we weren't done. There's, there's two guys that are selling. I think they're like direct from the manufacturer. Like they sell it on Kijiji, not Kijiji, on like Facebook Marketplace, but it's like brand new. But I said like, hey, can I come sit on this couch somewhere? And he's like, no, we basically you you order it and we order it in. And and I've checked into it. It's it's like legitimate. But I'm like, I can't see myself spending brand new couch money, even if it's a really good deal, on a couch I've never sat on before. Like to me, that's mm. a complete. Deal breaker. Brad did that. Didn't you do that, Brad? Thank you, Andrew. Yes, we did that. <laughs> I was just getting there. When we moved, that's exactly what we did. We had the moving truck. Actually, the moving truck that we had when we moved from Oxford, the part they shared a parking lot or they were across the road from the couch store where we ordered a couch. Never sat in it. It went from it, it got did we sit in it, Mandy? I think maybe. 
maybe we said it at once, but that was a huge mistake. And then we went to the brick while we were here, since we've been here, and bought a couch and a love seat. And the the armrest broke on the love seat. Like someone must have put their like just their elbow on it and went through it. So we got a new one and and then it happened again. And then it happened with our couch. And so Made like the crackers or something? Like I, that's a pretty I, fragile couch. It sucks. It sucks. <laughs> so we're we're in the we're in the process of trying to get a couch and love seat um done too but i love the idea of 50 dollars sectional and yes uh, scott layden i was the moose or mutt in some guy's kijiji story except that wasn't like ridiculous oh man yes i was i i often show up and and poor jeff leblanc gets recruited because he has the truck to come help me with all these stupid uh purchases but folks i i need to just give a quick apology we're still having technical issues uh, tonight with our audio you'll notice when i look up like this i've got a monitor up here that has the video call and you'll, I don't know if you're seeing it pop up on the screen, but every now and then it'll show like it's changing audio sources and no idea why it's happening, but I apologize. And, uh, next week, Lord willing, this will not be the case, or this will be the last episode of the Oxford Holy Club. Cause we either have, <laughs> we've, we either have quality or we have nothing. Uh, right. a- Andrew, let's toss to you, my dude. And the, uh, the smorp. All right, it's time to smorp. So we are going to read through a passage from the Bible, and uh, we're actually going to answer and just discuss about some things. Smorp stands for Scripture, Message, Obedience, Repentance, and Prayer. And so we're going to run through each of those things um, in relation to this Scripture. Our Scripture for today is from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. It says, follow the pattern of the sound words that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. By the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, guard the good deposit entrusted to you. I'll read it one more time. Thank you. I had the wrong version up on the screen. Uh, What an amateur. Am I reading the wrong no, you read the, you read you read the ESV. I had the NIV up from the church podcast and didn't flip it over. It's it's ready. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> Follow the pattern of the sound words that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. By the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, guard the good deposit entrusted to you. All right. So scripture stands for what words, phrases, or observations in this passage stand out to you? What does the scripture tell me about the nature and work of God? Who's got something? Patterns. I'm just picking one word this time. Patterns, what jumped out at me. Patterns jumped out at me. The other part that jumped out at me was um, entrusted to you. A deposit entrusted to you. Those were those were a couple oh, of things. Did we take yours? Good combo. <laughs> Mine's patterns and good deposit. <laughs> so on, on Sundays, when, when we do this uh, with our church, Pastor Dave, has, like he's ready and he leads the smorp. So he just, he rolls right from reading the question into giving his response. And lately I've, he and I have been on the same page and now it's just getting frustrating because he'll say all the things I want to say. And I'm like, what? and then, and then you're faced with, yeah, me too. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I, I also believe those things. I agree with everything you said. Yes. You <laughs> sum that up very well. 
All right. So we all we're all on the same page with scripture <laughs> message. What what do you sense the Lord saying to you in this reading? Is there a word of correction, guidance, encouragement, wisdom, or promise? Do you have a question for God? For for me, when you talked about pat like so follow the patterns of the sound words that you have heard from me, and just the idea of like there are there are patterns to faith and one of the ways that we we can kind of grow in our faith obviously is you know reading the word of god but another way this is and this is what i don't even know if this is what it's specifically talking about but this is what kind of jumped out at me is the idea of of finding people in your life who are more mature than you spiritually and like looking at their life for the patterns and i mean they're human so they're they're not going to be perfect but if you there's going to be people that you're like well, i want to be like them when i grow up right um, and these, and these people can be mentors and, and seeing, and seeing, you know, a life that bears fruit, if you want to stick in the, you know, with biblical terms and just saying like, how, how do they do this? What are, what are they not doing? And what are they doing that has led to this life, uh, that I would like to have? Um, so to me, that's, that's what kind of jumped out at me for patterns. Well, and I think with patterns, um, there's a sense of like a pattern is formed by repetition, by doing mm-hmm. something over, you don't just have a pattern in an instant. So to me, yeah. a pattern, there's, there's intentionality, there is uh, repetition in, you know, in doing like, so let's say doing good in, in righteousness, you know, so it's, it's doing it over and over and over again or, or whatever until it becomes, I want I don't want to say second nature, but maybe, maybe I would classify it like that mm. and, you know, follow the patterns, the sound words that you've heard from me in the faith and love. And, and it's, and it's not in our own strength. The other part that did jump out at me in this, and the, the message for me is, is to form those patterns, we need the Holy Spirit in us. And because verse 14, by the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, guard the good deposit entrusted to you. It's by the Holy Spirit that we're able to guard what has been given to us. And so that we can, with, with, without, without the Holy Spirit in us, that deposit that's been made, we just go back to the patterns of the world and we jump back into sin and we jump back into all, all this stuff. But uh, letting the spirit move in, at least in my own life, uh, I'm able to guard that good deposit and make those patterns and allow him to transform my mind. So for me, that's, that's what the message is for me. Awesome. Uh, when I, when I think of pattern, I mean, for the most part, I agree with everything you guys said, uh, but it, uh, uh, I on I think of routine, right. And, yeah. and, and the, I mean, that sent, certainly is what patterns are or s- similar. And, and I personally, you know, I really thrive off of having some kind of routine set for my, mm-hmm. for my day, for my week, for, for whatever. And, and I know I'm at my best when I'm in that routine. And so, you know, that's what comes to mind for me. Um, it's just having, having that routine in my faith and, and things like that. And so, well, would we, in, in the church, would we use the the term instead of routine, um, uh, like being, dis, uh, not discipled, uh, dis, discipline, being disciplined. Mm. Would, would, would yep. that be how we would, might term that? Like, yep. you know, like reading your Bible is a discipline and praying is a discipline. You know, you gotta, you gotta work at them to, to, Am I you tracking with with me here? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Hmm. And I and I mean I don't really have anything great to say about it, but I just love that idea of you know guard the good deposit, um, and, and just mm-hmm. the reality of what has been given to us. And you and you and you mentioned you know the Holy Spirit 
is is the reason why we have that. But just really taking to heart, you know, what what we do have um, from God. Andrew, if if you don't mind, I think one of the reasons why um, why Smorp. Oh, where'd my Oh, it's behind me. My Smorp book is behind me. I think one of the great things that Smorp offers is an opportunity, and it's not the only opportunity, but it's an opportunity to build that routine because the Smorp thing mm. that we go off is a daily thing. And yeah, when you first start, you might be hit or miss. You might be a month at a time or you know, a couple of weeks, or, but, but as you get into it and as you do it, it starts to form a pattern to the point where, hey, when I get up in the morning, I get my coffee, I grab my Smorp, and I sit there, I have quiet time with the Lord. And it's, uh, to me, I think it's, and I don't know, I think, Andrew, I, I think you've been using it. I'm not sure. Um, and, and for me, it's just been a great way of forming that pattern of a, of a d- devotional time uh, that I haven't had, not like, not like this. I've had other devotional things, but I've enjoyed Smorp's impact in my life. How's that for you? Great. Um, I'm going to move on to obedience unless anybody th- has anything else to say? Well, I just one little thing I wanted to add is it, it's interesting because it kind of reminds me like today in leadership, we were talking about character and personality, like in the, my leadership class. Mm-hmm. And there was a Rolf Waldo Emerson quote, and he said, you know, um, you know, sow a thought and you reap an action. So an action and you reap a habit. So a habit and you reap a life, basically. Like the things that these things start out small and you kind of you build on them. And it's and it's that slow kind of crawl towards like actually becoming good at something. And I remember there was a pastor one time and he said, I forget who it was too. I can't attribute it to them, but he said, you know, character is not built during crisis. Character is revealed during crisis. Mm-hmm. Cause by the time the care, the crisis happened, it's too late to build one. Like you need to have already yeah. had it. Uh, and, and I was talking to them about the difference between personality and character personalities that kind of like outwards, like how you seem to people characters who you really are. Uh, not that you're being fake, but it's like kind of at your core level. And and that's why it's important to, to be working on those character building things, faith building things, which then build our character, right? Like we have like that deeper level of foundation to our character, not just what we want to be, but what we should be in like our faith. Hmm. Good. Yeah, good word. Uh, obedience, write down one step of obedience you need to take today or this week based on what God is revealing to you. So for me, it's God, what patterns do I have? It's asking the Lord, Lord, what patterns do I have in my life right now that are destructive, divisive, and not of you? And what patterns do you want to, I'm, you know, I'm using patterns because that's the the hot word here. What, (laughs) what patterns do you want to instill in me and show me the path? I, when mm. I, when I f- first moved here, um, when, uh, no, wh- when was it? Pa- the pastor here, pastor Dave said something to me, especially about my, my courses and, and different things that I was doing. And he said, you know, I remember he was sharing that his wife was his, um, pastor Nadine was looking to get into the course of study and get all her courses done, but it's, you know, four or five year commitment. If you take it at the load she was going to take. And he made the comment that, you know, that time is going to go by whether you did it or whether you didn't. And so start now. And and when that time comes, you'll have it completed. Now we're talking about a lifetime. So we don't, we we don't arrive until we're glorified or we don't, you know, did not put it in my Christianese. We're not going to be done 
growing and learning and, and being shaped until we are with Jesus for eternity. Uh, but there, you know, right now, if, if, if you're watching or listening, and this is for me, if, if you recognize that, that you're not where you would want to be, you don't, you know, you start right now. You, you, if you're breathing right now, you still have time. And so you want to start right now and, and go tomorrow. You miss a day. Don't beat yourself up. Just get into the routine, start putting into practice those things and be encouraged because the Holy Spirit, the scripture says is with you. God has put a very good deposit in you of the Holy Spirit to empower you, to equip you, to give you what you need to do this. And so start today. I know it's late. It's eight minutes to 10. Um, but start, start today. Uh, and don't wait until tomorrow and, and start letting those convert, start letting those patterns be shaped. Now a year is going to come and go, whether you do it or whether you don't. And I don't know about you guys. I hope that even tomorrow I'm more in love with the Lord th- and than I was today. Right? Like I hope that I'm better <clears throat> and more like him tomorrow than I was today. So anyway, don't let time go by because uh, it's going whether, awesome. we, whether we want to or not. Yeah, I was going to say exactly what Brad just said, so I'm just joking. <laughs> it's, well, it's funny because I my That's thing awesome. was the same word, which is patterns, but uh, the what I've been kind of – what's been kind of laying on my heart recently is – what kind of faith patterns am I instilling in my kids? And, you know, like I, I haven't been doing like devotions with them. And like, I mean, I obviously pray with them and, you know, those sort of things and take them to church and we talk about God, but, but I was like, I need to start doing that. So I started doing just, just recently, Melissa bought Gideon like a new, um, a devotional that's based on this like book series that he read that he really liked. And it's, it was written by somebody Schreier. She's like a Christian author. And she normally writes, I think mostly, kind of girly books uh, for Christians, but uh, she wanted to write something for her sons. So she wrote this like kind of epic battle uh, trilogy. And then Melissa bought the, the devotional that goes along with it. So now every night, no matter whether I'm upstairs helping with bedtime or down here doing chores, I still try to go upstairs and do the devotional with Gideon at least. And now that's only covering Gideon, not my two other children, but uh, You'll get <laughs> one's there. better than none. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what, uh, what's the name of that series? Oh, I, I can probably Google it, well, but, t- uh, text it to me later. But, okay. But yeah, my, uh, but Gideon loved it. Uh, he, he, we got him the the set for Christmas or whatever. Came with a cool map you can put out on your wall and oh, follow their journeys. And I want to go yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> cool. Uh, that's really awesome. Lucas. I really like that. I, you know, it's, it's not always just about us, you mm-hmm. know, there's people we impact and people we impact really closely in our family. And um, it's good to, it, you know, like kind of going with Brad said, whether you do it now or like if we don't do it, you know, like a year goes by or whatever. And it's the same with, with that, like when's the right time with, to, to talk to your kids and do stuff with your kids. It's now. It's now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. I think we'll just leave it at that. Um, and then we have repentance and prayer and we typically, um, leave those up to you, uh, you know, write down any confessions, um, that God's revealing to you and, and then spend some time praying about those things. I I gotta, I gotta say, I think in terms of repentance, if we were all honest, we could look at 
on our life and say, you know what, God, I would confess that there were opportunities presented to me that I wasted or squandered, mm. that there was a time where you wanted to grow me and I didn't uh, let you, uh, mm. and, and, and you know what, I'm just going to speak for myself. And I would, I would confess that, that, uh, that there were opportunities for me to do and be what he was calling me to do and be. And I shied away or backed away, um, mm-hmm. instead of following the patterns that, that he wants to instill. I didn't. Mm. And, you know, um, God, it, the word entrusted to me has so stood out because there's this idea of I'm giving this to you because I trust you to do something good with it. And, but I'm going to, I'm going to help you do it. And, mm-hmm. and, and he's given us a lot. If, if I can speak for the three of us, God's given us guys a lot. He's entrusted us with, you know, the Holy spirit, but he's entrusted us with these children and our wives and those people that we have influence around and with like, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to get to the, to the gates and see a list, a, a long line of people that said, Hey, where were you? You know, mm-hmm. I, I've had that, I, we've heard it before. Like as you know, you're going into heaven, you see this other group that are not, and they look at you and go, why didn't you tell me? Right. Like that terrifies me to think that now I can't talk to everybody I know, but, but Lord help me never to miss another opportunity that, that mm-hmm. you put in my path. Yeah. So anyway, 100%. I guess Andrew's done after all that talk, <laughs> after all that talk about entrusting the kids does, he's like, I need to go, I, think, I have to go find that book and read it to them now. <laughs> That's right. Wake up, wake up. It has a map. It has a map. Right. <laughs> Look, this was the narrow way and this is the, anyway. Oh, good grief. Uh, what time is it? Well, it's uh, it's three minutes to, and we've been plagued with technical issues and just about everything else, but maybe we're going to end tonight just on our serious note. Mm-hmm. You feeling okay with that? I'm, I'm totally fine with that. All we right. can break our tie later. Those people, their, their, their marriage might be hanging on by a thread, but we can save it next week. Yeah, they'll be fine until next week. I do want to say, because, you know, um, Mrs. Morton Mattinson says, and it was in relation to what we were saying in terms of not waiting until tomorrow, uh, but starting now, it's easy to say and hard to do. And I agree. Yep. Sitting here in, in a conversation like this, it is. And that's where our character, like Lucas was saying, I think really shines through. And I, I don't mean that in any disparaging way about anyone's character. I just mean when when push comes to shove, who are we going to be? And uh, I, I do want to say, if for anyone that's watching, if you are like, yeah, it, that is hard to do, I want to encourage you. Go to our website, um, this is not a plug for a website, but go to our website, oxfordholyclub.com and scroll down and you'll see a picture that says SMORP on it. And again, SMORP, the tool that we're using is, is not the salvation of everything. It doesn't do everything, but it does this type of thing very well. And it, it, it lists scriptures for every day and the questions that we go through. And you get yourself a journal and you read that scripture and you just go through the, the questions. And some days you'll fill the page. Other days you might not. Other days only something jumps out to you. You know, like it's, you don't have to, it, this is not an academic exercise. This isn't, this is just let the Lord speak to you and have dialogue back and forth. And if you can do that and make it a practice, 
uh, just watch what happens and, uh, and you will see a change, I promise, uh, because the Holy Spirit has been given to us and is in you and wants nothing more than f- for you to grow uh, closer to him. So he can do it. And I believe that. And I believe I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there without trying to sound sappy. I believe that you can do it uh, because mm-hmm. I know that the Holy Spirit is there uh, with you. So there you mm-hmm. go. Lucas? I was going to say, don't let, uh, don't let guilt for not doing it, hold you back from doing it. Absolutely. Right. Like some, sometimes people just like, they see this giant mountain that, uh, that they, you know, that they like, Oh, I haven't done it for years and years. And like, we'll just start, you know, um, when I teach my personal finance class, I always tell the kids, you know, like the best day to invest was 10 years ago. The second best is today. Right. Like, uh, and it's the same idea. Like, yeah, it would have been great if you had done it that years ago, but you didn't, all you have to do, work with is today. So don't let it, disappear. Right. Yep. And so just jump right to it and it won't be perfect and it won't be pretty, but it'll work to start. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, Lucas, why don't you, uh, thank you all for watching and for listening. Those that listen on live stream or listen on live stream, those that listen on the podcast, uh, Lucas is going to walk us out and, uh, and why don't you take yours and Andrew's and, and, uh, Andrew, by the way, left because he's got a child that's up. They've got two kids and, and sometimes those kids don't sleep so well. So maybe we can, uh, when we're done, you all just say a little prayer for Andrew and, and his wife, Tiffany, and their boys that they go to sleep. That's right. All right. Well, you can follow our podcast on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube at Oxford Holy Club uh, and throw up the hashtag OH Club if you're talking about us on social media or to us because chances are we will respond to you. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and we would love it if you left a five-star rating on iTunes. It really helps us. Uh, and if we uh, like it, we'll even read it on the air. Um, and if you have any questions for us, send them to oxfordholyclub.com. Uh, you can browse our merch as it becomes available and so much more. As you know, we don't pay to advertise. And, uh, and so any growth that we have comes from you sharing the show with others. Look forward to getting these tech issues worked out. And until next time, keep spiritually fit and have fun. Have fun.